Okay, and we are rolling. Welcome to Cosmetrics, the number one destination for all things cosmetic enhancement, skincare, and beauty. You're joined, as always, by aspiring beauty gurus, Ella James and Caitlin Gregg. Hey! Hi! This morning, we have the pleasure of sitting down with Nikki Cirillo from Pro Cosmetic. Nikki is a cosmetologist professionally trained in the implant of pigment granules for paramedical as well as cosmetic enhancements. She uses color to recreate, elevate, and to transform. So welcome to the show, Nikki. Thank you for joining us here on a Saturday morning. But first of all, could you explain what pigment granules are? Well, first of all, good morning, girls. Um, So pigment granules are just literally um, the pigment color. So it's the the, um, type of pigment that you use for semi-permanent tattoo. So pigment, basically, it's just a fancy word for color. Can you do normal tats as well? Um, Me? No. No. I mean, I, I could possibly, you know sort of you know do it if I really wanted to do it like it's I understand how to do it but I don't have the machines you have to go into a deeper layer like four four or more layers into the skin I tend to go into um about two layers so is that what makes it like semi-permanent tattooing yeah 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 for anyone who kind of wants maybe a temporary tattoo they can come see you absolutely (laughs) so so yes so what happens is um the semi-permanent is Exactly that. It's semi-permanent. Um, the difference between that and, and a normal tattoo is, as you know, that they, they last forever. Um, so the semi-permanent benefits is that, you know, eventually it does fade away. So if you don't ever want to get, you know, your eyebrows tattooed again or it does fade away. Um, so Maybe we should get our friendship Tats, and we've been talking about tattoos. Yeah, yeah. So I have, I look to be honest. Every sort of, so I do little bespoke tattoos, and I, and the reason I sort of started that was because, like, you know, why not? Um, so I've sort of tattooed bits all over my body just to try where the best spots are for yeah. a little bespoke tattoo. Um, <laughs> and the wrist would pro- wrist will probably be the best place if you guys decide to ever get it done. Um, but yeah, they're cute, and people just want someone's initials or have a you know you know someone's passed away and you just like I had a friend who wanted her mum's initial you know just on her wrist so it's like it's sentimental things as well and so you specialize in a range of cosmetic and paramedical tattooing from eyebrow to lip tattooing and even scar camouflaging yeah but today we thought we'd focus on something that's not often spoken about or at least we had no idea existed 3d nipple tattooing yeah So sadly, most people will know someone in their lifetime to suffer from breast cancer. And as we all know, this can often lead to a double mastectomy. So 3D nipple tattooing is a life-changing option for somebody that has had their breasts removed. The risk of being diagnosed with breast cancer in Australia by the age of 85 is one in eight people, one in eight females actually. And 20% of that are actually in the age group from 41 to 49. So with October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we thought there was no more relevant time to bring Nikki on to the show to talk about such an important topic. So again, welcome Nikki. And could you please start by telling us a little about your, a little bit about yourself and how you got into the profession? Okay, so uh, once again, thank you for having me. Um, so look, I started... I re- I had my eyebrows tattooed. It's a long story, but I'm going to sh- sum We've it up. A lot of time. No, I'll, you don't want to hear the you know way back 
one day back at, you know, mm-hmm. a long time ago. So basically to sum it up, um, I had my eyebrows tattooed um, many years ago and I just remember the feeling I felt afterwards um, knowing that I didn't have to you know pencil my eyebrows in every day because that's what I did and so um, that amazing feeling that I felt I just wanted to share that with other people so and I wanted other people to feel as good as I felt that day so from there I did the training in um, cosmetic tattoo which is you know um, the lips the eyebrows the eyeliner and then I've of course added things like the bespoke tattoo and cheek tattoo and you know other little sort of bespoke things that you know I can come up with Um, but it was after a while um, I wanted to expand my artistic skills and you know I have a drive to help others and I just knew there was so much more I could do with my tattoo machine than just the cosmetic side so then I just did a lot of research I reached out to breast care breast cancer support nurses and you know just so much research about you know this service you know is it available how often you know where is it available and just realized that it's it's sort of is there but it's sort of not as known or available to everybody and that's sort of what drove me to that to that stage yeah I was gonna say how long has this sort of tattooing been around because to be honest until we heard about you we'd actually never heard that it was a possibility before yeah so tattooing overall has been around oh gosh for like centuries years I don't know for so many years but in it, it sort of progressed into like becoming more cosmetic um the paramedical side um look it I don't know to be honest I don't know how long it's been around surely it's been around because people train people in it so it's mm. probably been around a long time um but it's not it's not well known you have to have a connection with a surgeon or your oncologist um who is who or you know who's aware of this service and then that's how they pass on the information to you so do you how does it actually work do you work closely with surgeons yeah do they create like a little something for you to then tattoo yeah great question so i um Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So basically what, what the reconstruction, so if they've, somebody's had a mastectomy um, and they've chosen to have a reconstruction at the same time, um, so basically the, they've built a, a breast, and then they need further surgery um, once they've healed from that and to get a nipple reconstruction. So what they do is they twist the skin oh. um, and that sort of creates a nipple, but it's all blank, so it's just plain skin. When you say reconstruction, do you mean that they would have breast implants or they can? Yes, okay. yeah, okay. they have breast. But then they they have that operation. They heal from that, and then they um, have another operation. For yeah, for op for nipples. Now this is where I come in. So I can come into this in three stages. If they choose to have a full mastectomy but no reconstruction, and they choose to like stay flat, then I can still. Um, create a 3D nipple and areola tattoo um, on the flat skin. I can also create a nipple, 3D nipple and areola tattoo um, on a reconstruction with or without a nipple reconstruction. It really is honestly about the three-dimensional nipple that really sets this apart. Yeah, I was so surprised scrolling through your site, some of the ones that it was literally just like it would have been skin, Yeah, but you made it look like a 3d nipple how like how long does it take to learn that technique? yeah like, um, that's quite artistic oh right? it is and and i am 
so I've always been artistic and I just, you know, it, it's not easy. It's practice, practice, practice. Even in 10 years, I think I'll still be practicing. Like you just, it's, it's shade effect um, on the areola. It's the lines, you know, it's just, I've looked at so many nipples and so many areolas. Um, I know it sounds perverted, but it, it really is for research. I've seen lots of tits, um, and it's yeah. So a lot of because it's like it's like a you know fingerprint. Each areola is so different, you know, and everyone's everyone's is unique. So having to mimic, you know, because there are times when I have to only mimic one side because the other side is actually still there. So it's then having to mimic, you know, both one side to look like the other side. So it is, yeah, extremely creative um, and you need to be really focused. Yeah, I was going to ask, is it like a catalogue? Like how do you, do they come to you with the nipple that they want? Like- so, so okay, so I've had um, recently, I, I'm, I'm, so I'm also placed um, in Wollongong, um, and, you know, at a surgery, a clinic there, as well as the Chris O'Brien Lifehouse. And one of the, the clients at Chris O'Brien, she sent me a picture of what she she would love the um, nipple. <laughs> yeah so basically what what you can if you didn't like your nipple and areolas before if they were too dark or too brown or too big even um i've yeah they've sent me pictures and said i'd like these these ones these titties please <laughs> so yeah yeah you can i'm curious as to what the perfect nipple looks like like, yeah. as in like what you know how you say you want I don't know a certain type of boobs but nipples are like quite personal like they're all different yeah but like what what classifies as the the desirable uh, okay so each yeah, each person to their own really but yeah. what I've seen through what I've been asked um, is small areola um, a pinkish in color mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> everybody check <laughs> and even if they're not it's okay you know we embrace what we have um, but yeah so generally if they can not yeah not have them you know so if they had the chance to re- recreate or if I have to recreate, generally it's, you know, a small areola, a, 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 you know, a cute little nipple and, you know, <laughs> and, and pinkish, please. That's what I get. Yeah. And so you're tattooing. So it is semi-permanent, right? For yeah. the nipples. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have, okay, I have heaps of questions. But yeah, go for it. the first one would be, does this mean it doesn't hurt as much as getting a normal tattoo? Yes. So Ooh, I go, we go, fatty well, well, not really. Yeah. So if we're talking breast mm-hmm. right now, um, so a lot of the nerve has been removed. There is, they can have some sensation, um, but most of the times no. And, and I have numbing cream beforehand and I have numbing gel for during, but it's really, once we get started and we start talking and it, you know, it, it, it no, it's. It's okay. Is that the same with all semi-permanent tattoos though? Like would it be less painful if you were having your brows or... Remember when we had laser the other day though and they said it hurts more. That may just be the face, but they said it hurts more in the top layer of the skin because all your nerves are there. That's so true. So so I have women I have had with their eyeliner especially as you can imagine oh. yeah and that's what I get that is the <laughs> that is the reaction that I get and I can tell you that um it's not that bad oh, really? people who've had their eyebrows tattooed and their um their lips tattooed and their eyeliner tattooed have all said to me eyeliner's the best one lips is the hardest because it's mucusy um so lips is the most painful area mm. whenever you have any treatment fillers whatever yeah yeah. so yeah yeah it is 
Um, yes, yeah, 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 prenup. So definitely prenup for the lips. I haven't had anybody for the lips go go through it with no no cream at all, prenup mm-hmm. or during. Um, Give me the green whistle. <laughs> yeah, the eyeliner I've had prenum and a little bit of gel during. I've had people meditate and fall asleep during eyebrow tattoos. Oh. So, you know, I, to the point where I've had to sort of go, hey, we're done, you know. Stop so, snoring. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it doesn't, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't, we go into the second layer of the skin. People have often said to me, oh, laser's so much worse. Like, mm. it hurts so much worse. So, because no, um, I've had a tattoo and now I've had tattoo removal and I've been through it all. And oh, yeah, have I'm you? On, I'm on stage one of getting this tattoo removed. Oh, that's so painful. I've yeah. heard. Oh, oh is well, it they ugly? Said it, won't, it won't hurt as much as when you got it done. And it did. It hurt a lot more. Oh, <laughs> so oh, what? you don't remember getting it done. <laughs> well, I just yeah. So oh well, what, that's why oh. I hurt more because I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I really was one of those nights. It was an yeah. EOS baby. Oh no way. Oh god. My <laughs> so, next to a ring finger too. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Hopefully, someone puts a ring. on this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice until You're you showed me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, just going back to the nipple tattooing. So we have jumped ahead. We really. I know. So excited. Just There's like. So much to talk about yeah yeah questions. okay but like what sort of reactions do you receive from your patients when they come to you and you've just you know been able to recreate their nipple and transform yeah their lives? okay I get it I get a personal thrill and I mean that um every time I you know give the mirror to to the person and my client who um is you know not not sure what to expect and the reaction is Oh, it's so out of this world. I've had tears, happy tears, of course. Um, but, <laughs> not but painful tears. No, not painful tears. And just like, oh, like, you know, oh, wow, I can't believe, you know, oh, wow, it looks so real or, oh, wow, it feels so good. But it's really, it's not until after a couple of weeks when I get the messages. I get the, you know, thanks, Nikki, was, thanks for making the whole process so, you know, relaxing and stress-free and all that kind of stuff. But then after a few weeks, I get the, you know, I don't think you realise how much you've changed my life or I don't think you realise, you know, I didn't realise I had psychological issues until after I got this done. So, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm reflecting on all my, all, you know, all my, you know, journey through the breast cancer and, you know, you, you were part of the closure and it's just out of this world. It's just, you know, I can't even begin to, I know people say, you know, I, you know, I love my job and I get a thrill, but I personally, I get a big thrill out of it. But before they see me, by the time I see them they're exhausted Mm -hmm. they've had gone through a lot some with chemo some with radiation some without but they've just had enough um and and being able to give them that closure um and you know being able to visualize something on themselves that they couldn't see or never thought they could see again is just yeah it's truly life-changing I was going to add that we we do interview a lot of patient perspectives on the show Mm. and particularly people that have had breast augmentation. And I mean, this obviously isn't to the same degree. It's completely different. But that idea of something like breasts is what makes you womanly and adds that feminine. And we obviously can't relate because we haven't been in that situation. Yeah, yeah. To have something like that from you taken away. It's so true you saying that. Um, and I and a lot of them sort of said, oh, I didn't really love my boobs until they were gone. Mm. Um, or I didn't really like think that they met, were part of or anything. They were just there, you know. And it's only after they're gone do they realise how much, it, you know, 
like it's like they say I don't feel whole without them. I feel mm. like there's I'm, there's bits missing about. I don't feel wholesome. Um, but even with breast augmentation, I've tattooed um, women that have had breast augmentation. They tend to lose their nipple colouring, and so I've sort of perked them up to make them look like the other, you know, the other side if they've only had one side or or whatever. So it's it's either way. It's it's how you feel holistically inside. That, that is really important regardless of what you do. It's like after you feel good inside, it sort of projects on the outside. Can you get your nipples permanently tattooed or like can Yeah, that you be can. Dangerous? You can. So you can definitely um, yeah. get, get them permanently tattooed. Um, I don't know if they look so 3D-ish, mm-hmm. um, but if you... They're like 2D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or 1D. <laughs> um, but so if you do want... If you do want that, that is an option, um, it's definitely. Can I ask off the back of that, how long do these semi-permanent nipples last? They can Honestly, they can last for anywhere between one to three years. Okay. But generally, people like to top them up okay. every year. Um, and the more you top them up, the more the colour, you know, is inserted into the skin. And, and then, you know, over the years, you don't need to top them up so often. And what would that cost? It just depends. So anywhere yeah, between, ballpark. yeah, ballpark anywhere between five hundred to about nine hundred, okay. nine say thousand. So then, do you have these like ongoing relationships with women that come back to you for the top ups? Like, it would be nice to kind of follow their journey as well. Yeah, I have them come back to me for their eyebrow tattoos, <laughs> and then and then they've decided they want eyeliner, and so you know that's. You know, because after chemotherapy, you do tend to lose all your hair, including yeah, your eyebrow hair. So I also, you know, work with women to, you know, be able to, you know, give them back their eyebrows. Um, that, yeah. yeah. So it's so much that 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 changes for these women. Honestly, they're just amazing. And so, yeah. So I do I do often, you know, see them again. Um, and you know, or I'll check in on them you know and just to see how how you know everything's going so yeah how rewarding yeah. yeah it is so rewarding it's amazing and when we chatted you also told me that you did a bit of scar camouflaging through dry needling yeah Can you talk us through what that is okay so scar camouflage is is just a little bit different to dry needling so scar camouflage is um so for example if you've had a skin lesion or you've had a scar that is really really red um what you can do is you camouflage that to look like your skin color Mm-hmm. So that's what scar camouflage is. Or if you know somebody's had a thyroid operation, for example, or just anything that has a scar that's really, you know, really red or um, pigment spots. Sometimes um, we I scar camouflage that to make it mimic the natural skin color. Yeah, and then dry needling on the flip side is um, so dry, dry needling uses tiny needles or one needle that targets one particular scar area. So again, it could be a thyroid scar, acne scar, chickenpox scars, um, tummy tuck scars, which I've done, I have done before. Breast lift. Yeah, all mm. that. Any sort of scar that's you know, um, you know, has a ris- it's sort of risen. Um, then what it does is it penetrates the skin because that those areas don't get enough blood flow. Hence why like they look like that and so um the dry needling you know it stimulates the regrowth and activates the collagen and then it helps the scar repair so it's not so risen and not so red but then if you want the scar camouflage then you can get that on top and sorry you mentioned just red scars does that rule out white like scars when they get to that white stage 
You can do white scars to make them look like. What do you mean by white scars? Like, well, I like most scars are white, aren't they? Oh yeah. So we would make. Okay. So yeah. So with the white scars, you would. Um, would that be scar camouflaging? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you would. Pig- I can't wait to see photos of that. Yeah, you would pigment them to um, maybe look a little bit more brown in in skin color, if that makes sense. Okay. Oh, there's there's so many things you can do that it's like huge so many things you can do in regards to the dry needling and the scar camouflage yeah i've i've done a lot of skin lesions and and the thyroid you know the thyroid around your neck that Mm. you know so yeah there's yeah there's heaps you can do sorry just going back to the scar camouflaging we just want to ask is it painful Oh, no, not really. Not you really. get you get like most people say it's a bit like a scratch. So yeah. you get like a scratchy feel. Um, again, there's pre-numb cream and there's you know numbing gel that I use during. But honestly, a lot of the time, once you go over the same scar, it, it numbs itself naturally. Mm. So you don't really need to keep topping up with numbing gel. No, it doesn't. No, uh, it's it's a bit scratchy. But um, but yeah, that's about it really. Okay, so now we're going to lead on with cosmetic tattooing. So what areas can you actually have cosmetically tattooed? Oh, okay. So you can, most most common is yeah. eyebrows, lips, eyeliner. Um, I've tend to branch out and, and decided to do some cheeks um, and bespoke tattoos. Um, yeah, so that's predominantly, you know, the main focus. Um, but you can also, you know, when I say, you know, I've seen people tattoo fingernails on people that have had, you know, the, the actual fingernail removed. So there's, oh. it, it's huge, huge. You can do freckles if you want. Oh. Like there's so, you know, if you want a beauty spot. Like Ella's just gone and had a lot of pigment removed. Yeah. Maybe you should go and <laughs> oh, you start missing it, you just get it tattooed back on. Yeah. How'd you go with that? I loved it. Okay. I only had one session and it pretty much removed it. But I've always had, like, just been a freckly kid. Like my face, not so much, but it still had a few spots. And whenever I didn't wear makeup, I was kind of like, oh. Yeah. Like that, I wouldn't go out and not wear makeup. And now I feel really confident to yeah. not wear makeup all the time. Well, people are, yeah, so people do want the freckle look. They, mm. you know, the beauty spot on top lip, like, you know, Cindy Crawford beauty spot. So you get, yeah, so they're the, like the cosmetic sides, but generally it's more just the eyebrows, the lips, and the eyeliner. I always worried with the eyebrows, and it's good because you're semi-permanent, but I was always like, what if the eyebrow shape changes? Like, yeah. it's only been the last, I don't know, five, ten years that the bushy, big brows have come in, but before that, it was very much thin brows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's me. Um, that's what started the whole, you know, journey for me, you know, because I had the, the wormy sort of type you know eyebrows and they were huge back then and you know it was it is what it is and you're lucky for you girls you both have beautiful eyebrows um, and eyebrow shape but if it changes so the reason the best thing about getting an eyebrow tattoo and I highly recommend is don't change your shape so much so you know if you get a bit of Botox or you know you know with aging or you know going gray or whatever you you just want to keep it to your natural um shape as much as you can because I have seen eyebrows you know be created where the person's had to like the eyebrows so much higher the tattooed eyebrow is so much higher than the actual natural eyebrow and it's just it's so messy so just highly recommend that you do your research 
when you pick your therapist as well as um, ask for healed pictures because what you see on social um, with you know all the you know social versus filtered versus reality it is it can be really different so do your research on really do your research on on picking the right person mm-hmm. and you say it's semi-permanent because mm. I actually thought in my head this whole time you know when you hear the word tattoo that's got this indication that it's permanent, you can't get rid of it unless you go and get it removed, like me. Yeah, yeah. So what does semi-permanent mean? How often do you have to get it done? Okay, so so semi-permanent is um, just that, it's semi-permanent. So every few years um, you can get, I mean, last one I did was she did it five years ago you know so you know you could do it you can last for up to five years um, but generally most people like to get a touch up every year and if you add up all the products you use for your eyebrows you know a day in day out it's it, it's pretty much you're pretty much better off doing the tattooing you know mm. you just do it once and mm. that's it um, so that's you know one to three years I would say for the semi-permanent um, tattooing okay and did you ask me that? That's all you asked. Yeah. Yeah, Is there yeah. a follow-on from there? <laughs> I didn't know if there was a follow-on from there. Can no. we talk about lip tattooing? So is that giving a bit of colour to your lip? Yeah, so I love doing lip tattooing. And mm. I'll tell you why. It's because I can really um, contour. So what I do with my paramedical work and the nipple to make it look three-dimensional, it's about the contouring and, um, you know, the... the the way you sort of do the outline and define the outline so the the lip tattoo they're not they're not even basically you would know that when you put your lipstick on or your lip pencil yeah. on um, and what I, I love to do is I sort of contour and recreate a, um, a line to make them look fuller in the areas where they're not full and if you're aging as well sometimes your line isn't as defined all around mm. so you you know there's spots missing um, you two wouldn't know that yet because you're young and gorgeous <laughs> but um but generally that does happen so it just defines the outline and I work with some cosmetic tattooing nurses as well so they do the filler and then I come in and do the tattooing yeah, so I was that ask, can you put tack ink over when you've had filler like can you then go and inject on the area that's you do filler? you have to wait okay. you have to wait at least two weeks um you know for the filler to settle down but they're the best lips to do as well because mm. they're so puffy and yeah. you know you but, but yeah <laughs> but but it, it just you so you've you've spent all your money and you've got these beautiful lips but that outline is really what makes them look absolutely it just it, yeah. it closes them off to and look what beautiful absolutely yeah absolutely you yeah. can and if you do the outline with a little bit of gloss honestly you can just it's it's happy days wow yeah and do you get to pick your color for your lips like have you ever had someone be like i would just want bright red lips yeah yeah berry berry seems to be a big huge color um because it fades really really pretty so when you get your eye your lips done sorry when you get your lips tattooed they're bright and vibrant but they fade to look really beautiful but and natural um but the most important thing is that outline that definition of that outline so all you have to do is just wear gloss get out of the house and your lips look amazing so how long does that fading process take like from the you, time you wanna because i know when i for instance when i first get my brows done i'm like oh look a bit funny for a few days like, yeah a few days yeah exactly look a bit funny yeah but people like that some people okay. don't mind that because it's not an ugly color it's not like your eyebrows so basically when you get your eyebrows tattooed 
when you when when people leave you know the clinic when after they see me it, your eyebrows can be pop like wow you know but if you actually give it you know probably three to seven days they will fade beautifully um and that's the same for your lips as well but the thing is with your lips it's like you've got the lip color on anyway so lipstick on anyway so it doesn't look so poppy yeah. as much as the eyebrows and when you're doing the brows do you have to do it in a sort of like feathering technique so it actually looks like hairs yeah or is it more okay <laughs> so question. so no absolutely nothing not nothing is dumb um so there's two types of ways of doing cosmetic tattooing okay and we'll talk about the eyebrows there's microblading i don't know if you've heard of microblading that's like the microblading isn't that like the alternative waxing yeah no so microblading is doing a, a creating a cosmetic like an eyebrow tattoo but it's not using a machine it's using a hand tool so oh. what it does is is you you just insert the um the the pen into pigment and then you create like you know the tattoo that way um or else you can do it my way which is using the machine and so basically unless you go to a really good microblade tattooers it, it's and i have done many corrections when they go too deep into the skin mm. and what happens is they heal blue Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Does yeah. that happen? I've seen I've seen blue brows before. Yeah, I've seen them too. Don't worry. So um, so what happens is yeah, so they heal bluey pinky. Sometimes like that mossy greeny charcoaly color. Oh. It's like yeah, and that what ha the reason why that happens is it's the tool is inserted really deep into the skin, and a it then a it goes too deep, and b it scars the skin. So it's it looks pretty as soon as you're finished. Um, and the and the the lines the feather lines look you know absolutely beautiful but once they heal you know they tend to go that cool pinky color as well um, whereas the machine doesn't allow you to go that deep into the skin so you sort of you know steer away from that cooling pinky so which machine doesn't allow you to go so deep just a t just a, any tattoo machine. So if you if you're doing a um, an eyebrow tattoo, you're better off getting booking with somebody. Um, and there are some great microblading artists out there. But make sure you go if you have to pay. You know you pay because you you're getting a reputable you know person. Sometimes you know paying cheap means you pay twice. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of cases, if you pay cheap, then you end up having to remove them or have to go through a correction process, as you know with your tattoo as well. So yeah. And what about the sun? Will that make the tattoo fade? Yeah, so yes, it does. But you should always, you know, sort of protect your face. And, mm. um, you know, they say wear a hat, but who does that all the time? I don't. Um, mm. So you just protect them. Look, let's be honest, you protect them when you can. You know, try and not put a lot of creams on there. Um, you know, if you're out in the sun, you know, try and wear a hat. You know, just you know, longevity you know, of your cosmetic tattoo depends on the aftercare as well. Yeah, that was my next question. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, did I? <laughs> so, yeah, so it, it, if you look after them, you know, as as well as you can, they will last a lot longer. Um, you know, if you put, like, you know, your, you know, retinols and all that kind of stuff, you know, when you're cleaning your face, um, that sort of strips the colour off as well. So you've just mm. got to be really careful with what you put on your face. If you have to, if you have to do it, do it. But if you can avoid it, you know, and you can just put it around your eyebrows. Around yeah. Is there like a cream that you should be using straight after the procedure? Yeah. So I give you a cream and okay. I give you a... Um, and a chocolate. And a chocolate. <laughs> We've a been given some very beautiful chocolates today with our logo on 
Have you hidden mine? Yeah, we should give them a shout out too. Yeah, what's, um, the, what's the brand called? So it's the Sensei Chocolates in Karingba, guys, and they everybody gets a special lollipop from from them. Um, the, well, they make them for me, but the the shop's amazing. But anyway, so yeah, so. So you see Nikki food tattooing? We'll <laughs> get a chocolate on the way out. A chocolate lollipop. <laughs> and is it removable if people, if you're unhappy with the results? <laughs> <laughs> yes it can be removed um but you'd have to go through sort of the same process that you've gone through with removing your tattoo maybe not as bad as the process i'm going through though because it's not as not as bad deep. yeah it's correct not, not as, as deep, deep. yeah, yeah. That's the word. correct <laughs> um but but you can have this saline remover i haven't been trained in it so i can't sort of comment too much um the only thing is that i know it can you can get them removed i can dry needle sometimes mm-hmm. i dry needle it out so what we spoke about in regards to dry needling i use a single needle with no pigment color in the needle and i try and sort of scratch it off um and then what happens is when that scabs up it'll peel peel away and lift off um so that's another way of my way of doing it considering i haven't been trained in the removal you know and then people that also have the semi-permanent tattoos, cosmetic tattooing, yeah. do you recommend they still use that in conjunction with makeup or does it replace makeup? Like would I have, if I got my brows done, would I have to fill them in again? Or um, You wouldn't need to on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the beauty of it. It's, it's you know, wake up and go. That's what I kind of say. you got to just, it's wake up that's and go. That's the beauty. Like, that's why we like the brows. We like the lashes. Absolutely. And and holidays as well. Like oh. when you go on a holiday, you don't have to like, I the mean. The number one thing you do before you go on a holiday is get your lashes in fields the day before. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> and, and, but I, when you go swimming as well, even if you put, you know, done your eyebrows and then you kind of go in the water you kind of go oh crap you know I've had and I have had this done to me before when it's been really hot and I haven't had my eyebrows to do a long time ago and I put penciled them in or whatever I did and it was a hot day and I sort of rubbed my (laughs) yeah and someone goes oh you got brown all over your face and it was like literally my eyebrows (laughs) so so yeah you avoid all of that stuff you know so yeah it's wake up and go I say and do you have any kind of final word points of advice for anyone that's listening and thinking about getting cosmetic or paramedical tattooing yeah um research do your research definitely um you know don't just go off social media um and the filtered pictures and and you know what i sometimes filter my pictures because you know sometimes what happens is you're red after your treatment you're red as you know you guys have had lots of you know face treatments or whatever mm. you, you don't walk away from the clinic looking a million dollars you know your face there's downtime um so just try and look at healed pictures as well and you know speak to people maybe if you know of anyone that's used that artist you know just to give you some feedback on them um and you know just go in you know with an open mind but also go in knowing what you want as well but be prepared to be told no if there's something that you want that's not achievable you know i i have always said no if i can't achieve it or if i don't think it's going to suit the person it's just it's out of this world i just i I refuse to to go ahead with the appointment so just more so just do your research yeah thank you so much and thank you for sharing all your knowledge oh thanks for having me (laughs) where can our listeners find you Social media, website. Yeah, so social media, um, Instagram at ProCosmetic or www.procosmetic.com.au. I do have Facebook at ProCosmetic. However, Facebook tends to not like my paramedical work and 
puts me in a naughty oh, corner and blocks my work a lot of the time. So I that's really hard. So free the nip. Free the nip. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> where where do you actually work out of? Okay, so I I have work out of um a, a Am I allowed to name the clinics? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. So um, predominantly in Wollongong for the paramedical work, I work with um, Dr. Tony Palasowski and his amazing team um, from the Specialist Breast Clinic. I work with Dr. Andrew Ong in Campbelltown um, and his amazing team for paramedical work. And for um, more paramedical work, I work with Associate Professor um, Sanjay Warrior and um, and his colleagues at the Chris O'Brien Lifehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's for paramedical and for cosmetic. I work from Thrive Skin Clinic in Thoreau in Wollongong mm-hmm. and Dermalab in um, Miranda with um, Tracy. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you again. And thank you to everyone for listening today. If you have any more questions, please reach out to Nikki or to us. And as always, please join our Facebook group, the Cosmetics Community. Thanks, girls. See you next week. Please be advised that we are not medical practitioners and that some guests may have differing perspectives from ourselves and what our brand stands for. You should always consult your medical practitioner with regards to cosmetic products and procedures and whether they are suitable for you individually, as we will not be held liable for any misinformation.